0: Hello and welcome to Law and Liberty, a Texas Attorney General podcast. During January, which is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month, we have a special two part series of this podcast. Today, I am joined by Attorney General Ken Paxton and Deputy Attorney General of Criminal Justice Josh Reno. Attorney General Paxton established the OAG's Human Trafficking and Transnational Organized Crime Unit in 2016 to combat human trafficking across the state, and Josh Reno, while serving in the Travis County District Attorney's Office, established the Criminal Enterprise and Trafficking Unit. So from each of your perspectives, I wanted to hear about why you thought creation of these units was necessary.
1: So I was in the Texas Senate uh, for a couple of years and I knew nothing about human trafficking, I just vague idea of what it was. And I sat in the committee and listened to a bill presented by Senator Letitia Van who's from San Antonio area talking about just the horrific nature of the crime and what was happening mostly to to young women, and maybe it's because I have three daughters, Um, I felt just compelled, like I should be a part of the solution. It was so bad, and I couldn't believe so much of this was going on in our state, in our country. And so I promised myself, I, I I actually asked her if she needed help with the bill, if she had a Republican sponsor, and she was a Democrat. She said, no. and I said, well, put me down and let me know how I can help you work on this issue. And I promised myself that I would do whatever I could to, to combat human trafficking. So when I came to the Attorney General's office, it took us about a year to get it going and find the right people, hire the right people. We didn't necessarily have funding from the legislature, but I wanted to prove to them that it was important and that we could do it right. And so we put together a, a small team of prosecutors and investigators to start looking into human trafficking and trying to, to prosecute it and stop it and educate people.
0: And Josh, when you're establishing your unit at the Travis County District Attorney's Office, how did that go for you?
2: Well, I think for me, the important part is, um, you have these victims that are all from all walks of life. And if you've ever had an opportunity to sit down and discuss and talk to these, like I have, uh, you understand just the impact uh, of going through these situations and, and, and how it can affect them, you know, not only for, for the time being that they're being trafficked, but like for the rest of their lives. And so To prosecute those cases, bring those people to justice that are doing this to to you know our sons, daughters, anyone. um, it, It felt like it was an important thing for us to do.
0: And I wanted to ask both of you what were some of the challenges that you faced in this. I know you were starting on a state level, you were starting on a county level, but the crime is the same scale no matter what you're looking at. So, what were some of the difficulties in getting that started? I know you mentioned the legislature.
1: Yeah, part of it for us was we didn't have any funding. We didn't have anybody that was in our office at the time. Had done human trafficking cases, and so we had to spend a lot of time, first of all, figuring out how we were going to fund it, and two, how how we we're going to write people here to start working on it. So we had to spend a lot of time, you know, outside the office, interviewing people and trying to explain the vision that we had for the, for us being a statewide agency that dealt
2: with it and that could not only do what we do but also help them do what they do. Yeah, money. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> funding is always the, the issue, right? Um, you know. On a county level uh, going in and trying to uh, fix a problem you have to kind of more or less break it before you can fix it and so very similarly we uh, didn't have any funding uh, for it we just kind of created it and so in in addition to some many other duties that i was doing i was taking on the trafficking cases Um, and so it starts out with trying to reach out to law enforcement build those relationships with people so that if the cases do you know, start to get investigated, you're there on the very beginning of it. And that wasn't really, a, you know, the difficult part. It was just kind of you know, finding out who the players are that you need to talk to. Uh, whenever you're trying to, to build this coalition, if you will, it's it's difficult to you know make sure that you've got all the right people to, at the table. So that was part of our big hurdle.
0: Yeah, and speaking of building coalitions, so the OAG currently leads the Human Trafficking Prevention Coordinating Council for the state. And this is a ton of state agencies involved, They just released phase one of this plan, which is a very broad look assessing task forces, how they're working together, what's available for victims. Can you guys give me an idea a little bit of what it's like to lead such a huge organization like that?
2: Sure. Uh, You know, not to say that it's underwhelming, but it's not overwhelming because, you know, each one of these agencies feels passionately about it. That's why they're there. That's why they're a part of that council. Uh, And so, you know, the easy part is, you know, getting people moving, but anytime you have uh, that many players uh, at the table, uh, you know, sometimes we can talk about it, we can talk and we can talk and we can keep talking, but, you know, at some point you got to start doing stuff. Uh, and so that's always, anytime you have a committee, you know, it's a difficult part. is moving to some action. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it is a great organization uh, for us to be a part of and to lead uh, and, and to be, you know, moving things forward because we got a lot of stuff that we've talked about and we're getting, you know, to the point where we're moving on things. So, and what exactly. I love
1: about it is it gives us leverage because we only have, as we already discussed, we only have so many resources to deal with human trafficking. So yes. it's nice to have synergies with these other agencies to work with them so that we can all get more done than we would alone. So I like the fact that we're all communicating because even though sometimes it's hard to get action out of a large group, at the same time, if you are effective in getting action, you can get a whole lot more done together than you could alone. Absolutely. And in government, you see that all the time, where you know everybody's doing their own thing. What I love about this group is that we're working together.
2: I mean, Texas is a big state, and so to to affect not only just small portions of it, but the entire state, it's important to have this large group and, and be able to affect things that are not just happening here in Travis County or in Williamson County, but you know down on the border, out in West Texas, in the metropolitan areas. Like we need to have. All those people together so that we can get our message out and, and effectively, you know, outreach and prosecute these cases.
0: Yeah. What has that coordination been like? Have you seen? I mean, you, a lot of people are very interested in this and want to help combat human trafficking, but have people volunteered to assist with you guys? Have you reached out to them or has it been a mutual meeting in the middle? We're going to get this done.
2: I, I think from my end, uh, what we've seen is, um, you know, our, our, our shop is kind of two parts. We have an outreach and we have a prosecution end. Uh, and taking the outreach part to the point where we, we are, you know, I think we contacted something like 2000 district attorneys, sheriffs, uh, nonprofits and NGOs. Uh, and so just compiling all that information, uh, can be difficult, but I think what we have found is by reaching out and, and letting people know that we're here and what we can do for them, uh, not only on a, you know, a training level, but also on a prosecutorial level. Um, we've had a huge number of people, you know, one just reaching out back to us and saying yes we absolutely need your help uh, we want you to come in and so that has been uh, profound in my from what I've seen as as far as you know reaching out getting the feedback from them of like this is exactly what we wanted that's great yeah.
0: So going off of that, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the motivations behind human trafficking, yeah. uh, fighting human trafficking, what you guys do every day. What kind of experiences or cases did you see that got you personally invested in this?
2: You know, I think for me, um, early on, um, you see these young women uh, and, and the way human. Let me kind of give a, some overview of it. The way human trafficking works is. um the traffickers are preying on a young woman or a young man whose situation that they're currently in, you got to remember, they're starting out in some way uh, in a situation that they don't want to be in anymore. And so they'd rather be with a trafficker than in the situation that they're in. And the traffickers be, that, are
0: looking for vulnerable absolutely.
2: people. Absolutely. And they they take advantage of that. And you know what we see so many times through social media, whether they be Instagram or Facebook, um, the traffickers are literally... Throwing out this net of you know through instant messages to all these young women, young men, just just to see what they get back, see see who they can reel in, and and from there it's just almost immediate because they're able to see that they they are that their victims are, are ready and they're vulnerable and they take advantage of that and exploit it, and then it it reaches a level that um, is it, just heartbreaking because they're these these people these victims are. Taken away, and now they're just complete controlled. Everything they do, everything that they're allowed to do, uh, is completely controlled by those traffickers. And so, early on the cases that I was involved with, uh, it was heartbreaking, and, and not to go into the, you know, too many details, but uh, it's eye opening to me um, how you know if you're you talked about your kids. I'm a I'm a father. You know, we wouldn't you know leave our kids at the house by themselves and leave the doors open and just allow somebody to just walk right in. Mm-hmm. um but through social media that's kind of what we do and we have the ability or or the traffickers have the ability to just walk right in and and scoop up these victims that are vulnerable and so um seeing that and, and actually looking at the messages where you you know from our end we have all these records showing that you know they had thousands and thousands of messages out to people and it just takes one for them to get back and and they're moving and it's its it, as soon as they're done trafficking that one, they're moving on to the next one. And it's heartbreaking.
1: So, Kaylee, I think for me, we filmed a video shortly after we started our human trafficking unit that we put out called Be The One, which is still out there. And I realized that really it it takes one person to make a difference in these people's lives. As an example, mm-hmm. in the video, there, there's a woman named Tanya, and she was in trafficked, and she was at this house. And another woman who was a neighbor noticed that she would come out just once a week to leave mm-hmm. the trash. So she decided that she was going to find out who she was. And so she just, you know, took the time to care about this young woman and went and talked to her and said, hey, you know, introduced herself and said, do you need help? And she said, yes, I do. And she went into the situation and this woman, this neighbor basically rescued her from human trafficking. Now, Tanya heads up a human trafficking organization to stop human trafficking, I think, in the Dallas area. And so it's, it's a remarkable, Fantastic. just like one woman made a difference in this video that we have. is stories... Of people that just stepped into situations like that and so it made me realize you know through education and through what we do in our office investigation prosecution that we can make those types of differences and we're not going to save everybody it's just not possible but if we save a, a tanya and we save another tanya and we save another tanya from a life of misery and and being abused you know it's it's good and we should
2: do that it's and, worth it. and Tanya actually reached out, um, doing great work in Dallas. She reached out to me a few months ago, and we were able to, you know, about a victim that, that needed help immediately. We were wow. able to you know, get her in contact with our team and make sure that she was in contact with the right law enforcement officials and, and NGOs so that they were getting some services and, and hopefully, you know, resolving that issue as quickly as possible.
1: And so now Tanya's helping people, yeah, exactly. and we're hearing stories about Tanya helping people. It's a, a remarkable what good can come of doing good.
0: Mm-hmm. And just one person can yes. make that much of an impact. Yeah, I also, um, specific to our human trafficking unit right now, and I know there's a lot going on, we're working on a lot of cases, a lot of trainings, and they're a little bit, not scattered, but spread out across the state. What do you think their biggest strength is right now? What is the leading charge?
1: Well, I think that the biggest strength we have is we have probably the biggest uh, uh, assemblage of people that do human trafficking prosecutions. Mm-hmm. And... We're trying to f- figure out ways that we can better connect with the district attorneys rather than the, the state, because right now we don't have the authority to actually prosecute human trafficking, which is crazy. But mm-hmm. so we have to, we have to, we have to find ways to connect with other district attorneys to refer us those cases, because we have the resources and the talent to especially deal with cases that go outside of the county, which is, you know, which we're in a big state, 254 counties, and many of these DAs have would have a more difficult time prosecuting, you know a multi-county or across the state human trafficking organization. So, you know, we offer that type of help and we're trying to communicate that to the district attorneys so send us these cases and we can make
2: a difference. And he was talking about the talent. I just want to kind of brag on my people. So we have several, seven criminal attorneys, uh, two civil attorneys that are assigned to our uh, human trafficking division. Um, we also have an out, kind of our outreach program as well, program.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so... But those seven criminal attorneys, uh, through them, they've got over a hundred years of legal experience and 25 years of that is specific to human trafficking.
1: Wow. That is
2: an enormous talent. If you talk about the question was how many, what is our strength? That's our strength. We've got, you know, boots on the ground knowledge of how to try these cases. And these are complex, um, you know, in in so many different ways, complex. We're not just talking about, you know, multi-counties that they've been trafficked through. Uh, and, and being knowing where to go reach out to to get the evidence that we need in order uh, to successfully prosecute those cases but mm-hmm. just the complexities of dealing with a victim that has gone through what they've gone through having that kind of uh, experience and knowing how to handle those and and having not only the, the experience in, in prosecuting it but knowing uh, all of the the you know services that are available so that that victim not only is one prepared to to go to trial and we can successfully prosecute it but uh, that victim's going to be in a better spot um, mm-hmm. after the prosecution of that case, hopefully, because they've got the services uh, that they need.
1: And that's why I created it. I wanted an organization that was statewide that could specifically address with great talent, great resources, human trafficking, so that we could start putting an end to this. Just like we did human slavery in the 1860s, we should not have this type of you know, human trafficking in our country. We, we can start stopping in Texas. And hopefully the rest of the nation will catch on. Yeah,
2: and our team is busy, but, you know, and, and maybe they won't want to say this, but they can do more. We, we've got the ability to to go in and help any county that needs us. Uh, and so, you know, our doors are open. All they can do is pick up the phone and, and let them know because they'll be there.
0: Yeah, And like you mentioned about uh, victim services, a lot of people don't know that we do have a lot of resources for victims. We can provide mm-hmm. a lot of help. We can get them the preparation and get them to a safe spot if they need it.
2: Yeah. And one of the things that we've got kind of coming up on the horizon is a... Um, one of the things that I learned about human trafficking early on was everybody, you know, you you, you cannot listen and hear stories about human trafficking and and brush it off. Like it, it affects everybody that's that's sat down and taking the time to look at these things. And so everybody has, you know, I, I played sports a lot, so I use a lot of sports analogies. Everybody has a football and everybody wants to run with it. Uh, nobody really knows which direction to run. And so you get a lot of efforts kind of being spread out. And so. One, it's very comprehensive. Like There's tons of of things out there for you know, our victims to avail themselves of. But what we're trying to do is is basically pull that all together so a one-stop shop. They can come to a website and find whatever services they need in their area. And so we've got that coming up on the horizon.
0: That's fantastic. You beat yeah. me to it, but I was going to ask you. No, no, it's perfect. I was going to ask you about the next steps and next initiatives that you wanted to see with us to build it out more. So since you said that too. What would you like to add on to it? What are the next huge steps for the trafficking unit? I, I
2: think I think for us, um you know, and these are always back to the the money and funding. Um, what we want to do is is start bringing in law enforcement um, to the table, uh, multi-jurisdictional, whether that be the county, police departments, federal, we want to bring prosecution together, so we're talking about best practices. of not only, you know, obviously, we, we want to successfully prosecute a case and the way you successfully prosecute a case is have, a good investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we're doing is, is bringing people together. We're going to start right here in Austin. We're trying to try you know, do a Central Texas task force uh, where law enforcement come together. We can talk about best practices. We can talk about, you know, information sharing so that if, if there's a trafficker that everybody's at least handled or looked at and they're they're doing investigations on, we can pull those resources together uh, to go after and get the best investigation we can. Um, you know, the other part is talking about information uh, that we really want to do is, is figure out a way uh, to have you know what we refer to as a fusion center.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
2: if if Harris County or somebody down in Houston, if you know, Houston Police Department knows that there's a trafficker in Houston who has communicated with somebody out in West Texas and they're heading up to Lubbock, uh we want to be able to have real-time information so that investigators in Lubbock know that that trafficker is on the way and that they're there to, you know, basically pick up that vulnerable child. So if awesome. we could, if we could do that, uh I mean it, it it's it's a big lift, but that's the direction we're moving.
1: Yeah, I love what he's doing. Uh, I know that the our state police were, we're given a lot of resources by the legislature to investigate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that we can do more with them, given that they have uh, a lot of resources. They were given a lot of money to go investigate, and mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that there can be some some working with the with the state police DPS mm-hmm. to help us bring some of those things to fruition and justice.
0: Definitely, the door is open. The door is open. The door is open. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Attorney General Paxton, and thank you, Josh Marino, for joining us today and going through this information. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Um, Next time, we'll be going over a little bit more of a deep dive into some cases, statistics, and red flags. We'll be visiting with Assistant Attorneys General Kara Pierce and Brooke Agrana-Rob from the Human Trafficking Unit. We'll see you next time. Thank you.